Hey dads, before we jump into today's episode, I want to let you know about a great resource we have for you called the Dad-Son Challenge, 10 manly activities that dads and sons can do together. These are fun activities that you and your son can do to help both of you get better at being men that are based around the five marks of manhood that we talk about in each episode of Manly Tales. So go to manhoodtribes.com challenge where you can download your free dad-son challenge today. That's manhoodtribes.com challenge. Welcome to Manly Tales, stories for making men out of boys, a podcast for dads and sons to listen to together. I'm Don Ross, the host of Manly Tales, and each episode you'll hear my sons and me talk about the stories that are inspiring and teaching us about what it means to be a man. We're excited to have you listen in with us. This episode is part of season three of Manly Tales, where we're talking about the life of King David. Today's episode tells the story of the death of King Saul. Let's listen together. The Philistines made war on Israel. The men of Israel were in full retreat from the Philistines, falling left and right, wounded on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines caught up with Saul and his sons, and they killed Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malkishua, Saul's sons. The battle was hot and heavy around Saul. The archers got in his range and wounded him badly. Saul said to his weapons bearer, Draw your sword and put me out of my misery, lest these pagan pigs come and make a game out of killing me. But his weapon bearer wouldn't do it. He was terrified. So Saul took the sword himself and fell on it. When the weapon-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he too fell on his sword and died with him. So Saul, his three sons, and his weapon-bearer, the men closest to him, died together that day. When the Israelites in the valley opposite and those on the other side of the Jordan saw that their army was in full retreat and that Saul and his sons were dead, they left their cities and ran for their lives. The Philistines moved in and occupied the sites. The next day, when the Philistines came to rob the dead, they found Saul and his three sons dead on Mount Gilboa. They cut off Saul's head, stripped him of his armor. Then they spread the good news all through Philistine country in the shrines of their idols and among their people. They displayed his armor in the shrine of Ashtaroth and nailed his corpse to the wall of Bethshan. The people of Jabesh-Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul. Their valiant men sprang into action. They traveled all night, took the corpses of Saul and his three sons from the wall of Bethshan, and carried them back to Jabesh, and burned off the flesh. Then they burned the bones under the tamarisk tree in Jabesh, and fasted in mourning for seven days. Shortly after Saul died, David returned to Ziklag from his route of the Amalekites. Three days later, a man showed up unannounced from Saul's army camp. Disheveled and obviously in mourning, he fell to his knees in respect before David. David asked, What brings you here? He answered, I have just escaped from the camp of Israel. So what happened? said David. What's the news? He said, The Israelites have fled the battlefield, leaving a lot of their dead comrades behind. And Saul... And his son Jonathan 
are dead. David pressed the young soldier for details. How do you know for sure that Saul and Jonathan are dead? I just happened by Mount Gilboa and came on Saul, badly wounded and leaning on his spear, with enemy chariots and horsemen bearing down hard on him. He looked behind him, saw me, and called me to him. Yes, sir, I said, at your service. He asked me who I was, and I told him, I'm an Amalekite. Come here, he said, and put me out of my misery. I'm nearly dead already, but my life hangs on. So I did what he asked. I killed him. I knew he wouldn't last much longer anyway. I removed his royal headband and bracelet, and I have brought them to my master. Here they are. In lament, David ripped his clothes to ribbons. All the men with him did the same. They wept and fasted the rest of the day, grieving the death of Saul and his son Jonathan, and also the army of God and the nation of Israel, victims in a failed battle. When David spoke to the young soldier who had brought the report, Who are you anyway? I'm from an immigrant family, an Amalekite. Do you mean to say, said David, that you weren't afraid to up and kill God's anointed king? Right then, he ordered one of his soldiers, Strike him dead. The soldier struck him, and he died. You asked for it, David told him. You sealed your death sentence when you said you killed God's anointed king. Then David sang his lament over Saul and his son Jonathan, and gave orders that everyone in Judah learn it by heart. Yes, it's even inscribed in the book of Jashar. Oh, oh, gazelles of Israel, struck down on your hills, the mighty warriors, fallen, fallen. Don't announce it in the city of Gath. Don't post the news in the streets of Ashkelon. Don't give those coarse Philistine girls one more excuse for a drunken party. No more dew or rain for you, hills of Gilboa, and not a drop from spring and wells. For there the warrior's shields were dragged through the mud, Saul's shield left there to rot. Jonathan's bow was bold. The bigger they were, the harder they fell. Saul's sword was fearless. Once out of the scabbard, nothing could stop it. Saul and Jonathan, beloved and beautiful, together in life, together in death, swifter than plummeting eagles, stronger than proud lions. Women of Israel, weep for Saul. He dressed you in the finest cottons and silks, spared no expense in making you elegant. The mighty warriors, fallen, fallen, in the middle of the fight. Jonathan, struck down on your hills. Oh, my dear brother Jonathan, I'm crushed by your death. Your friendship was a miracle wonder, love far exceeding anything I've known or ever hoped to know. The mighty warriors, fallen, fallen, in the arms of war, broken to bits.
So we're kind of coming to a midway point here in our stories about the life of David. And it kind of, you know, this part of the story really kind of ends on a sad note here. So we've got the death of Saul and the death of Jonathan. And we can kind of tell like things are about to really shift for David because the king is dead. But here, as we kind of close out this part of the story, you know, with the end of Saul's life and Jonathan's life, um, it's, it's really kind of a sad moment. The you know the way that the story gets depicted. What did you guys think about kind of the way that this story went? What were some of your like favorite moments, or what did you just like feel about the story overall? I felt like it was kind of sad because, well, like you already said, Saul died, and I'm Saul and Do- Jonathan died, and I'm just kind of sad about that. Yeah, it is. It is kind of sad. It kind of ends on a on a low note a little bit. Eli, what about you? What do you think about the story? I mean, I really liked it, but yeah, as you said, like, I just thought it was really sad. Like, David and John were best friends, too, and, like, Saul is dead, and all of Saul's sons are dead, and, like, this guy who was a sword bearer, he has died, and so now, like, David will probably become king now. Yeah, maybe so. It'll be interesting to kind of see what happens next. But here's one of the things I want to I want to kind of ask about. Like, what do you think it tells us about David that, you know, through throughout all of these stories, like Saul has kind of, for the most part, been the bad guy. Like he's kind of been, you know, David's not exactly enemy, but just kind of like his adversary and isn't always making the best choices. And in some ways, you would think that the if the story ended with Saul's death, that like it would feel happy and exciting that like, oh, yay, the bad king is dead and now we're moving on. But instead, it really kind of feels like, you know, sad and low and really different than maybe we expected. But like, why is that? Like, what do you think that says about David um, in the way that he thinks about and talks about Saul here at the end, that it's more of a sad moment than a happy moment? Like how it says in the Bible, like, um, love your enemies, like your neighbor, like Jesus said. I feel like David is really doing that right now. Yeah, I think that's great, Colton. That really kind of shows like David had a, a love for uh, other people and especially for God's king, even when the king wasn't doing very well. What about you, Eli? Any any thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, I kind of agree with what Colton said. It just like, I mean, this guy who was the king, like he wanted to kill David. And so the fact that he was like, being honorable to him and killing this guy who killed him i just thought it was really cool because like david didn't have to do that but he was doing that because he was you know showing allegiance to god yeah that's great okay so we were kind of talking off mic before we started recording here that one of the neat things about this story is that as we've talked about our marks of manhood throughout our manly tales podcast that we can actually kind of see all of the marks of manhood in this story so i would love to hear from you guys like what were some of the ways that you heard the different marks of manhood in this story well i'm just gonna start with um courage here um how saul and jonathan went into battle yeah, so very definitely courageous. You know, the king and his sons, they weren't retreating from battle, but they were kind of in the thick of it and, and even then died in the battle. Like, there's definitely some courage involved there. What else? Um, I mean, I just saw David showed honor to Saul because, well, I mean, probably allegiance to Saul because Saul was his king, but also allegiance to God because, like, he was loving Saul because he was God's anointed and he was picked to be the king. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. I think, too, one of the things that stood out for me in this was like at the end of this story, we get this really great 
poem and song from David that he writes about Saul and Jonathan. And I think just like the tribute of that just shows how much David really lived with honor that, you know, he wanted to really honor the king and and the king's sons uh, and the way that he, you know, spoke about them. Um, But also like we see David's skill in that of him being able to like, you know, we think of David as this king and leader and warrior, but he's also this poet and musician and he uses his skill to be able to craft this really moving and very kind of sad and somber tribute to Saul and Jonathan. And I think it's really, it shows that David, you know, it's like maybe like hard and tough as we might think of him as a man. He has this really like beautiful and emotional side to him as well. And I think that's really important, just kind of understanding like the whole picture of who he is as a man. And he's really worked hard at developing that skill of a a poet and a musician. So that part was really cool as well. So lots of things to talk about there in terms of marks of manhood. I think we see everything, you know, I loved in the, in the song, how he talks about like Jonathan's and Saul's strength in terms of like Jonathan's ability with the bow and Saul's ability with the sword. Like we hear all those kinds of things. So there's, there's lots of marks of manhood throughout all of this story. So, okay. I want to ask you guys then just based on all of that, like now that we're kind of at this like midpoint in our stories about David, we've talked a lot about him. Like what have you learned so far about being a man from David? Like, what do you think is good and worthy of emulating about the way that David has lived his life as a man? Um, like loving my enemies and just, um, like being nice to like authority figures that may not be so nice or good to me. Yeah, that's definitely been a big part of all the stories that we've read of just how important it was for David to follow the king, even when the king wasn't necessarily worth following. And that's a really hard lesson to learn how to how to be under the authority of someone who maybe isn't being the best leader. So I think that's great. Eli, what about you? What's something that you've learned about David that you would want to put into place in your life? Well, David just showed throughout all the six stories, he showed really strong allegiance to God. And like in all of the things that he did, like, I mean, he didn't like Saul. Like he, I mean, Saul was trying to kill him. Like he was the man who wanted David dead. And like his best friend who was Saul's son was almost killed by Saul. And so like, I mean, just showing that like he had so much allegiance to God that he was willing to save Saul's life and just all the things with like when he cut off the piece of his robe showing that he wasn't going to kill him and like getting revenge for Saul by killing the man who killed Saul like it was just really just like you could see how much allegiance he showed to God. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think that really is kind of like a key theme in these stories about David is that all of his decisions really are put through this lens of how do I follow God as my ultimate authority figure? And he thinks through that almost at every turn. Now, as we get into some of these next stories, we're maybe going to see that he doesn't faithfully do that for the rest of his life. But up to this point, he really has set a great example of what does it look like to follow God in the way that you think about all the decisions that you make. So I agree. I think that's fantastic. I really think that is something that we need to learn to put into practice the way that he did. So so, okay, in light of that, then here at the Manly Tales podcast, we love to end each episode by giving you guys some questions to continue discussing with each other as dads and sons so that you can keep the conversation going once the episode is done. So today we actually just have one question that's for both the dads and the sons. And that question is, what mark of manhood do you most need to work on? Okay, so again, the five marks of manhood are strength, courage, skill, 
honor, and allegiance? And which one would you say is the one that you most need to work on and putting into practice in your life? Okay. I hope you enjoy talking about that with each other, and I hope you have enjoyed our episode so far. We've got more coming on the life of David, and we look forward to talking to you about it next time. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. See you guys next time. Manly Tale stories are adapted and performed by Josh Burns. For more information about the show, visit manlytales.com. Hey dads, don't forget to download your dad-son challenge, 10 manly activities that dads and sons can do together. Just go to manhoodtribes.com slash challenge.